Hi. Hello. And welcome. We're your hosts. I'm Alex. And I'm Kat. You found the two PFFs you didn't know you needed, but you're glad you have. Congratulations. You have found your people. Enjoy the ride as we navigate what it's like to live live out loud. Enneagram episodes, and I know that I say that every time, but I love them. And you have got a special guest on here today, so I'm gonna let you introduce her. I do. Um, episode two of our Enneagram series. This is our Enneagram nine, my best friend from back home in Oklahoma, Macy. Uh, she is our lovely type nine, as I said. We go way back, we've been friends since college. Um, we were bridesmaids in each other's weddings and it's just been great to walk each other through seasons of life ups and downs all the things um so i'm excited to have macy here hi macy hi i'm excited to be here um kat do you want to go into just a little bit i know i throw you on the spot every time a little bit into uh our night prepared this time perfect 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 Yes. Um, so a little bit about the Enneagram nine is they are nicknamed the peacemaker. And I know that Macy will speak to this uh, when we ask her some questions, I'm sure, because uh, people often, when they hear about the Enneagram or read about the Enneagram, they think, oh, okay, well, they like to keep the peace. No, ma'am. They like to make peace. They bring peace to the situation. Um, But that is one of the things that they desire. They desire peace. Um, And so that is a big, um, I guess, a big uh, pillar of the Enneagram 9, obviously, is that peace factor. And so we are excited to dive in with you, Macy, to talk about how you view the world as a type nine, what that lens looks like. And so we'll just jump right in with our first question that we've been asking, which goes along with our podcast name is as an Enneagram nine, what makes you feel like you are too much and not enough? Well, this is a fun one to start with. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, would have to say um I'm hoping I can like explain this in a way that makes sense but um I feel like I tend to feel like I'm too much with my indecisiveness and I the indecisive nature is like pretty prevalent among the nines um because I feel like it can just like frustrate or annoy people because not everyone struggles with the indecisive thing um so it seems like it something that should be easy or does come more naturally to others. So I feel like in that way, I tend to feel too much at times. Um, yeah, that would be that side of it. Um, and then the not enough side, um, my struggle to communicate what I need or want to say. Um, I have like an internalized fear of like accidentally offending somebody rocking the boat that's like the classic nine like you know a little <laughs> tagline um I don't know and then I, I feel like a lot of people like have a lot easier time communicating certain things um so I have like a lot of an, an internal I don't know if di- internal dialogue's the right term but like I have a lot of back and forth mentally when I'm trying to figure out things 
I want to say, need to say, like with people that I'm around, um, but that is when I feel like I'm not enough is in the the way I communicate a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. I kind of have a little follow-up there in that um, you, your indecisiveness, that's definitely uh, something with the nine. And I'm curious, um, let me just preface this by saying, as a two, I'll often answer someone with the question of, well, what do you want to do? I don't know, whatever you want to do. That's usually a response that I give. It is not indeed because I don't know what I want to do. (laughs) I fully know what I want to do, have an itinerary in my head of exactly how I would like it to go. And I'm going to be internally upset that I didn't speak up for myself and say, this is what I want to do. But because I'm a people pleaser, I'm going, I don't know. What do you want to do? As a nine, when you're indecisive, when someone asks you the question, you know, what do you want to do? Um, do you internally, do you feel like, I really don't know, there's so many options, I'm not really sure which one, or, I mean, what does that present like? How does that feel? Um, Kind of the way you just described it, it's like, there's so many options, I don't know how I feel, so, like, I'll probably just go with anything. Um, If there is something that I'm like, I know that's going to be, like, a no-go, I'm going to be uncomfortable, I don't want to do that, that's going to take a lot of my energy, like, whatever that may be. I've gotten better about being vocal about that. I'd be like, oh, maybe not like X, but, you know, I liked these other two options. Pick one of those. Like, <laughs> that's... We'll be mad with these two. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> let's like nix this one, but the other ones go, you know, mm-hmm. fair game. So, but yeah, usually it's like so many, deci- so many choices, like can't make a decision, <laughs> but... And does that cause you stress and anxiety? Like telling other people... Yeah, maybe not that one, but but it these depends, are fine. It depends on like who it is. If it's like a meet one on one with like a friend, or if I'm in a group setting, the group setting is a little more stressful. I will be way more like, you know, go with the flow for the the entire group. But if it's like a friend or one on one, it's a little easier. Mm-hmm. But yeah, how does that like indecisive? I, I know the answer to this because we're friends, but I'm going to ask anyway. Like the indecisiveness, how does that reflect into like your internal like life decisions as a nine? Mm, I think it's funny you said you know the answer to this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Can you repeat that one more time? Like when you're making like difference between what do you want to do versus like what do you want for dinner Mm-hmm. How do you stru- like internally struggle with that maybe like life indecisiveness? Like, oh, I mean, I don't mm. know if I could share this, but like the amount of colleges that you like went around through and the, like your career choices and things like that, not a problem, like a great thing because not a lot of people have the freedom to do that. But how does that like work with, you know, those life decisions? As a mm-hmm. I find myself going to my like trusted people for input in those scenarios I think like my closest couple of friends Alex being one of them my mom like things like that Mm -hmm. I will seek like external I feel like input from Mm -hmm. people I know I trust um and usually I honestly I think it's to reaffirm what I am thinking but I need to be sure I'm not the only one 
who's having right. like certain like thoughts or ideas or regarding whatever decision it is. Nice. As a nine, what makes you feel like the most misunderstood as a nine? I have, I think I have a couple. Okay. Um, I, I feel like a lot of people can think that nines just like have no opinion because it's like, you know, mm-hmm. oh, whatever's fine. We'll do go, with, go with the flow, quote unquote. Um, and this, I'm kind of like speaking to this from like, when I'm in like a disagreement with somebody, um, kind of discussion, but it's like, if I really don't feel like the issue is going to resolve from me sharing an opinion or something, like it's not worth the energy. It's not worth the maybe conflict or, you know, whatever. Um, it's, I definitely about the preserving the peace side of it. Um, so it's like, not that there's not an opinion there. It's like, do I want to expel this energy or effort or my internal peace to share it or just like, let it pass and move on. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, the second one is like the side of nines that can look lazy. Um, so, or like, I feel like I always say, I always say, to myself that I like, I'm a procrastinator. Um, and it, I'm sure it looks that way. And knowing that I'm a nine though, and having researched this over a few years, I think that comes from the place of nines tending to numb out, uh, to avoid pain or to maintain their sense of peace or whatever. Um, I think mm-hmm. that makes my working pace look slower and feel slower. Honestly, I feel like I see a lot of people like being super productive and knocking a lot of things out. Whereas, I can hit really slow seasons where my working pace is slow, so I can feel less productive and less accomplished. But, and I'm it might look like that to others, but I it's I think very much like an internalized like process of mm. my emotions or what I'm feeling or working through. That was clear. <laughs> no, that's like spot on. Yeah. I mean, it's a very not like that's the stereotype of nines that like. It's like, oh, you see, like, the sloth. And it's like, okay, just because, like, that's the retreat element if a mm-hmm. nine in stress does not mean that that is who the nine is. Who the overall. nine is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about your type, um, along the same vein of, like, being misunderstood, what about your type would you want people to know? Um, kind of just goes along with what I said. Like I would want people to understand like that I'm not going off of the last like thing that I was talking about. Like I'm not lazy and I'm not like purposefully just procrastinating all the time. Like I just want people to know that that's just kind of how I work, I guess. Um, That's how my like thoughts run. Um, And going back again before a little earlier, I probably won't share opinions like immediately, immediately right off the bat. And yeah. sometimes like an, a little extra like nudge to maybe pull that out of me is not going to like scare me or like, <laughs> be, you know, like mm-hmm. it's okay. Like sometimes I need like a little extra nudge um, just to, so that I know they really do care or want to hear an opinion or what I have to say. And it's, Cause I try to, you know, pass by things a lot, like, oh, it's fine, you know, whatever. 
um, but people reaffirming that it's like somewhere safe that I could share feels pretty good. Um, well, just keep trucking right along unless Kat, do you have any, like, no, I mean this, I, I love the Enneagram series just because it's so, I mean, we will talk about it. Um, I'm sure in future episodes too, just the, just the little things, the way we make decisions, how that Enneagram shines through, um, and how that affects, you know, your friendships, how that affects other things. And it honestly, like, can save friendships and it can um, realize like, Hey, like maybe this isn't for us because, Oh, it's not because Macy doesn't care about me. It's because that internal struggle of not wanting to rock the boat or upset Mm -hmm. anyone and just wanting to stay secure in who you are. Um, as that, as that nine, what makes you feel like the most loved and seen? Um, this definitely takes, I feel like somebody being, closer to me Mm -hmm. um for this to kind of work out but when somebody else can um anticipate my needs so I don't have to speak on it (laughs) um (laughs) because I feel demanding or bossy if I have to do that even if I I know that's not true most of the time I still get that feeling Mm -hmm. um and like one of the most like simple basic examples that I can think of um which I can seem like an insignificant thing but for me it takes off so much pressure from my mind like choosing a place to eat so like making the decision anyway is something I don't like to do then you add in the fact that I have like some dietary restrictions and things that I like you know it limits my options it kind of makes it a little more overwhelming having to make that decision um I have somebody in my life now who's really good at taking all of that into consideration and will either just like, hey, like, let's go here. Or if they're not 100% sure, it's like, they'll present me with options, like minimal options, like what about this or this, or maybe a third. And then I can pick from that. And it's like, it takes off a lot of that, like, mental stress. And it seems so small, but like, I feel seen and understood and like, you know, cared about. So that is something so simple, but I love it. (laughs) Wait, I love that so much. Yeah, me too. Um, as just kind of like going a little bit backwards, we kind of discovered the Enneagram around the same time, or you a little bit before me. What I don't really remember. remember. (laughs) What sparked like that feeling? Like, what? How did you discover the Enneagram? How much did that change your life at that point in time? Ooh, this is kind of fun. Let me see if I can remember all of the details. I know that it was early in college and I heard about it in a podcast. Funny enough, I think it was um, Girls Night by Stephanie Mae Wilson, if I'm remembering correctly. But I heard her, someone, whoever's episode it was, it was on the um, type two. And I was like, common thing. It's like, oh my gosh. I'm a two. I, I relate to this. I feel it. So I mistyped myself as a two for a little bit, which I found out is super common for Christian women and nines and twos in general. Um, but it was the, I just felt like things that like were going on in my mind that made me feel like insecure or 
you know, like one of the questions was what make you makes you feel seen. Like I was it made yeah. me feel like seen and understood by somebody I didn't even know. It was just this like personality type thing. Um, so that's what like introduced me to it and got me very interested in researching, which then led me down the path of figuring out I'm not a type two, I'm a type nine, <laughs> but <laughs> like through and through definitely a type nine. Um, but I feel like I'm missing part of your question. I got on a little tangent. Oh, just like your discovery of the Enneagram, like how it, I mean, you pretty much answered it. Okay, I feel yeah. like, uh, <laughs> it's just interesting because the, we, t- we haven't really talked about mistypes much mm. yet in this series, especially like with just talking to the one so far. Um, how do you feel about mistypes? Like not necessarily as a nine, just like in general, what's that like? What are your feelings? What are your thoughts? I feel like it's super common. Um, and at least when people initially start looking at the Enneagram, um, I feel like people will lean in towards like the title line of the types be like, Oh, that's so me. I'm such an achiever or like whatever it is. (laughs) And they don't look at like the driving factors behind each type, um, which is how I learned I was a nine. I was like, Oh my gosh, that makes so much more sense. Um, but I do think mistyping's pretty common or people just don't research past like, you know, here's the list. Oh, pick one. That's me. Right. Um, and then they run with it. But it's like so important if you're gonna, if you have any interest in it at all to like do at least a little bit of research and like really look for the why that matches like your driving um, word is escaping me. But yeah, um, it's, it's your core motivator. Yeah, motivator. Um, Yeah. And and I love that you said that because I tell people all the time, do not take an Enneagram online test. That's not your first, you can, you can affirm it with a test, but when you're answering questions on a test, you are instinctively answering questions, how you want to be or how Mm -hmm. you want people to see you. You're not answering questions based on what you actually do. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't get to the why behind what you do. I tell people to look two places to figure out what their Enneagram type is. The first is what their core motivation is. Like, why why do you do the things that you do? Is it because you want to be loved? Is it because you want to keep peace? Is it because you want to be in control? You know, is it because you want to be good? Like, what is the reason that you do the things you do in your life? And if you're like, okay, that gets me down for a two, it would usually get you down to a two or a six, right? You're looking over what the six is. You're looking over what the two is. And they're very, there's a lot of similarities there, especially where twos want to feel security, but the six needs security, right? Where the six wants love, but the two needs love and acceptance. And the second place I tell people to look is look at the negative attributes of the type that you think Mm -hmm. you might be. Because like for me, I fought against being a two for years because I'm like, I'm not that nice. (laughs) Real talk. I'm like, I'm not as nice as a two sounds. And so then I flipped to the to the book where that was talking about all the bad stuff about a two. I'm like, oh, there it is. Right there. I'm a two. Right? And I just think that's part of, and it, it may be even part of a two's personality, is that people see us way better than we actually see ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, because we know that we have a core motivator of wanting you to love us. So that's why we do these things. We don't actually do them because we want to most mm-hmm. of the time. Right, Alex? Yep. Yep. 
I mean, if I love you, I want to help you, right? And if I'm healthy, then I'm I'm only saying yes to the things that I actually want to say yes to. But most twos fall in that people-pleasing category where they really don't want to be at that barbecue planning up after you. They really want to be doing something else, you know? True. Um, but they're striving for love. But that's what I tell people. You look at your motivations and you look at the negative attributes and you usually find yourself. That's right. 100%. I agree. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle of all of Somewhere that. Somewhere in that, right? And it takes a, it takes some like deep soul reflection. Yes. Like as much as I agree with you, I mean, like where I felt so seen and heard, and I was like, oh, I finally have language to all of these weird thoughts in my head. Like it's amazing. It's also <laughs> terrifying because now I was like, oh my gosh, I have this information. I have to do something with it. Like I have to try and be. A better version of myself and I think coming to realize that okay like I'm gonna be unhealthy some days and I'm gonna be healthy mm-hmm. some days like it's not necessarily a season it just depends on you know what the heck is going on during that week and mm-hmm. if I can keep my head on straight or not mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you feel that way Macy <laughs> oh definitely and like at least having that awareness like changed the game for me like I felt like I wasn't just some like passive person because that's who I was. I was like, okay, well, I know my, I understand like the tendencies looking back. I'm definitely seeing patterns throughout my life. Like it's, it just, yeah. Learning, like hearing it, having an understanding and awareness, like was. It brings such validation. Oh, validation is a great word for it. <laughs> yeah. We well, you know, I mean, you think about the type nine, right? And you, you think about your things where we see a type nine is all these positive things. The outside looking in, you know, we are so thankful. We both have best friends that are nines, right? I mean, we are so thankful for the nines <laughs> in our lives. But mm-hmm. a nine, I can imagine if, if I was putting myself in your shoes, when you didn't have knowledge of the Enneagram and people were like, well, you're lazy. You don't complete tasks as quickly. You know, you're indecisive. All these things have negative connotations. And so when you realize that, oh, my personality type is this, 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 and this, and this is why it's this way. And this is how I can grow. And this is how I can flourish in that. I mean, I really think it's a freeing thing. Um, Mm. It really validates who we are. I agree. Yeah, it's one of the reasons I was so determined to figure out what my type was. And it was stressing me out, y'all, for several months. Because in this internal fight with myself of you're not nice enough to be a two, I'm not kidding, y'all. That's really, it's still in my head sometimes. I'm like, are you sure you're a two? And then you're like, remind yourself, yep, yep, there she is. is. Um, You know, and so I think it's important that we don't, that we really learn what our type is. Mm -hmm. um, Because it can give us validation unlike just about anything else that I've ever read or seen. Um, when I really discovered the Enneagram, it was the first time in my life that I was like, wow. Okay. I, I, I feel, I feel very, very seen. Um, so we have kind of a fun question. There's a plate in the middle of the floor. Why are you picking it up? Um, my, I'm laughing at myself. My initial like gut instinct is like, I got to pick that up so no one else has to worry about it. But yep, let me take care of that. So, you know, no one else has to think about it, worry about it. It's not an issue for anyone else. So the perfect nine response. Yep. Exactly <laughs> I, I thought it would be. <laughs> I was laughing at myself. I was like, wow. 
that doesn't just affirm my type. I don't know what does. (laughs) It's crazy. That question like was birthed out of our Enneagram episode. And it just, it was one of those kind of spur of the moment, off the cuff kind of things. We were trying to describe the different Enneagram types. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, you know, it's all about why somebody does something, right? There's a plate on the floor and why are they picking it up? And Mm -hmm. then that just kind of, spiraled into let's ask our friends like why are you picking up the plate right and our Enneagram one friend uh last week answered exactly how we thought she was going to so I'm curious to see through the weeks like yeah what we think they're gonna say like match you know what what is actually said so I don't um, know it's kind of a fun game this might not make sense and I'm like it does Oh, it does. I'm so ready. I'm so ready for it. I'm so Perfection. ready. Perfection. I yeah. love it. Anything else like in the nine sphere? I feel like nines, before I ask this question, <laughs> being that like you are like one of my best friends because it's like such a calming presence, like, oh, this like lovely communicator, supportive, all of the things. Is there anything else about the nine that you want? to share or like feelings about it before we wrap up really hmm nothing immediately comes to mind i guess have you guys talked about wings yet yeah yeah i am a nine wing one i'm just gonna throw that out there yeah no i love that wings are Mm -hmm. i i'm sure we'll touch on it more as we go through the types we didn't touch on it too much with our well i guess we did touch on it a little bit with our one type Mm -hmm. um how do you feel like that comes into play as like your wing? I definitely notice that sense of like the justice or wanting a sense of justice and like right and wrong a lot that paralleled with, I feel like I have the tendency to like view things from all sides. So it's an interesting like back and forth in my mind a lot of the time um especially lately I lean more to like seeing things from all sides I feel like there's more gray than black and white like this is kind of going down a rabbit hole but Mm -hmm. um but yeah I definitely it's an interesting like internal conflict almost but if (laughs) I've also thought before it's like man I can't imagine being a nine wing eight because they seem so opposite of each other like I can't think about what internal conflicts going on for a nine wing eight because it just does not make sense in my mind but they are out there (laughs) yeah that's really interesting I definitely feel like I'm well I like joke I'm a true two but like that two wing three I most days that's how I feel but Mm -hmm. I definitely can see on some days that like two wing one come through so it's really interesting to hear like you're like nine wing one period end of story (laughs) No other conversations, which is, I feel like the nine wing eights are like the referees. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like they don't care. They're just busting. Yes. Yes. Taking that control when they have to. No, that's not totally your personality, which is. Not me. (laughs) I love it. Um, Well, this has been a a fun conversation on on the the Enneagram nine, Macy. We're so glad that you joined us. Um. I think what we want to say to like the nines of the world is we in particular love you. Like (laughs) we absolutely love um, the Enneagram nine. We just think they bring so much value um, to the world, no matter what room they're in. 
And it all reminds us all that not everything has to run at a breakneck speed, like the world would encourage us to, that there is beauty in stillness and, you know, taking our time and, you know, taking time to make decisions, even that is, there's a beauty in that. And so um, I thank you for sharing that with us today. And if you're out there and you're at Enneagram 9 and you're listening to this podcast, we always want you to remember that you are not too much. Not too much. You're not too little. Not too little. You are just enough. Just enough.